is the Todd and Friends Podcast. I don't like to waffle on predictions. That doesn't mean I always hope I'm right. Oh, what's he going to do? <laughs> oh, come on. I'm with you. So, thank uh, you. Yeah, I'm with you. Todd, I knew we'd agree on something here. From the KWLM Sports Studio. With thanks to Heritage Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Here's Todd Bergeff. Hey, thanks for joining us for the podcast once again today. Jeff Ash uh, joining us on the telephone uh, this morning as we head on into conference championship weekend for the NFL playoffs and, you know, the golf yeah. season kicking off. Tons of stuff going on, Lefty, but you're headed down to Mankato this weekend, aren't you? Yeah, you know, we usually talk a lot about Augie. Augie this and Augie that. We spent a lot of time there the last five years. Yes. But I had uh, two two of my kids, uh, Carter and Maddie, both went to Mankato. Obviously, we know Carter played basketball there. Um, so we are going back this weekend. One is to watch Cade Bolson play for the Mavs hockey. Yeah. So we're pumped about that. We watched him play when they played Augie and had a good time, but um, I've never been to the actual uh, hockey arena in Mankato, and I heard they really put on a good show there and pack it. Okay. And then um, I checked the schedule, and the Mavs basketball team is actually playing against Moorhead, who is the, the one and two teams in the conference. So um, I'm excited to go to the Taylor Center and watch a game there. I just love watching games there. I'm sure you've watched games there before. Yeah. Yep. Um, it's just a great spot to be able to watch and reminisce. That's for sure. I, um, thought about it this morning. I can't remember. I don't think I've ever gone down to a sporting event at, at Mankato state and not been greeted by my kids, you know, <laughs> at one of them there. So sure. it's a little bit of a different feeling. Carter's hopefully going to be able to come tomorrow. So that'll be neat too. And yeah, I'm excited. I'm super excited. Both teams are good. So it should be a lot of fun. Yeah, no doubt about it. So hockey and basketball this weekend in Mankato. Do, yep. you have, do you have a spot you like to stay down there? Yeah, we're actually staying right downtown. Um, the the hockey, you know, the basketball scene's a little bit different than the hockey scene. The hockey scene's a bigger scene down there. Yeah. So they, they, you know, their arenas downtown. So they have their bars that are the hockey bars where everybody pregames and everything. And so we're just staying at the hotel that's connected right to. Um, the hockey arena down there um if it was if we were there for basketball i may stay somewhere different just because they play out at the taylor center but so yeah it's going to be a nice combination lots of reminiscing and uh, i'm sure some good food and drink yeah no doubt about it that will be uh certainly a lot of fun so enjoy yourself down there and say hello to sean i'm sure you'll see him down there for the the hockey game certainly oh yeah i already talked to him you know He already had to check what the scoops were for the day. So <laughs> That's right. Hey, uh, uh, there's golf courses opening this coming week. We're going to see temps in the 40s. We might even see 50 in the Twin Cities. I understand the, uh, I can't remember the name of it now, but that course right along Highway 7 there at Lester Prairie uh, as you're Shadow. driving it. Yeah. Shadow Brook, yep. Yeah, that's, that's going to be open on Wednesday. Uh, might see 50 degrees. For me, early February, late January golf, probably not. But I know that you're a little hardier in that regard. Is that something you might consider? I don't I don't have a huge desire to play in the wet. and. Yeah. I mean, if it was golf season and I was playing, that's different. But um, when I watch the guys on TV right now that are playing out on the West Coast, right on the ocean, and the greens are green and the fairways are green, that's really – Part of the experience for me is I love the con- the court. I just think golf courses are so beautiful and the conditions, and uh, they're really good for my brain. Um, I just like how they feel, and that isn't exactly what it is now. I mean, there's no way the ground can't be hard. I know. I mean, we've had, we've had another month now since we ever talked about anybody golfing, and it's 
there's been some dang cold weather yeah. involved in there. Remember how cold it was? So yeah. I don't have any real burning desire. I'd rather go to the simulator right now, I guess, over golfing in Minnesota. Now, if you're going to throw me to Florida or Arizona or yeah, something, okay, I'm then. all in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, or Carolina, right? <laughs> sure, that's right. Yeah, I'm going to Carolina. I'm getting ready to book a trip back to Myrtle Beach coming up this June. We're going to head down there, a big family deal. Uh, we're all going to play awesome. some golf and go to the beach and stuff. So looking forward to that in June. Yeah, that's, you know, I've got a soft spot for the Carolinas yep. right now. So yep. but I uh, did a Myrtle Beach trip way back in 1998 with Atch and Spammer and Doug Hagemeyer. So yeah. I have fond memories of that. I am curious how much it's changed in that many years. But it was nothing but golf courses, uh, one on top of the other then. I'm sure it hasn't gotten any any less courses. Probably not, I would think. I know when I was down there, you uh... You couldn't drive hardly a half a mile without seeing the entrance right. uh, to another yeah. golf course down there. It's unbelievable. It's kind of a golfer's dream down there. You literally just golf and go out and golf and go out. It's not not as much to where, I mean, the beach and stuff is there, but it's it's way more of a golf mecca than anything. I know they have a lot of baseball stuff down there, though, too, because that was yeah. one, of the, one of the options for where Brooks' uh, college team was going to go was Myrtle Beach, so... They must have some pretty nice complexes down there as well for baseball. Yeah, you bet. Uh, let's see. Uh, PGA Tour season uh, is underway. Yeah. Uh, an amateur won last week. That was interesting. First time since Phil Mickelson back in 91 that an amateur won on the PGA Tour. And then they're in California again this week. I have a little hard time too much with January golf. I don't really watch nearly as much. Yeah. I need to I need to maybe not necessarily the you know, the masters in April, I'll start watching before then. Maybe the players in March and maybe a tournament before that. But are you are you watching the PGA tour right now? Yeah, I have a hard time not having that on. I mean I'm <laughs> as I've chronicled many times, I always have games on so I'm flipping back and forth, but I have a hard time not like I can just sit there and even work, you know, and just have the have the tournament on. There's just there's something about the golf course, like I said, whether, and it's the sounds that you can even hear, you know, the the hitting the ball, the striking the ball, and just everything about it I, lo- I love, um, just even the ball hitting the green. So, yeah, I, I like having the tournaments on all the time. Back to that tournament last week, though, did you yep. watch the finish of that tournament? Uh, or have you seen how that went I, down? I, I, you have to refresh my memory. Well, Burns, <clears throat> excuse me, um, why can't I think of Burnsy's first name? Sam. Sam. So he's tied for the lead with this guy, and they have two holes left. Mm-hmm. And the, they have that island. It's pretty much an island par three is 17. So you're thinking at this point, well, Burnsy's got this. You know, I mean, he's been there, done that. He's got all the swag in the world. He's going to put the heat on this amateur. And the amateur hits it on to about 20 feet. So that's, that's good. He's good. You know, par is all you are hoping for there. And Burnsy puts it in the flip and drink. So he puts it right in the water there. So he doubles that hole. Then on the next hole, I can't remember. I'm trying to remember what his drive did. I think he completely hooked it. And he ends up doubling. He goes double-double. He's not even on the leaderboard by the time they're done. You would have thought it would have been the complete opposite. And um, the the amateur, he had to make a a six-footer. He went super conservative because he he all of a sudden had a two-stroke lead going into 18. So he flails his drive way out to the right, and then he's got to lay up, and then he chips it to like six feet. And the, one of the guys in front of him birdied. So he thought he had a two-stroke lead, but he really only had a one-stroke lead. Oh, man. So it came down to having to make the six-footer to win this tournament. It was just There was a lot of drama. It was pretty cool to see it all unfold and for him to make it. Yeah, for him to come through. 
you know, it's I, so, it's more fun to see the guys win the tournament than lose it. <laughs> well, and how would he have anything to go on? You know, yeah. like he's, you know, that's where I thought like Burns. He's like, well, he's been there, he's done it, he's finished. You know what that's like when you finally kind of get over that hump and you start finishing, whether it's golf or. You know, even teams that are kind of on the doorstep, we experience that with our town team. It's like we were always close, close, and then we finally figured it out, and then it, like, clicks a little bit more. And I, you can see that, like, with Mahomes, you know, to transition into the playoffs. But you can just see it with him. It's just like he is expecting to figure out a way to win that, you know, and not the old try not to lose thing or hoping not to lose. Sure, He's just got that. He just has it. Yeah, that's that's terrific. You know, and the college game has gotten so much more competitive, uh, and they believe that will continue to be the case now with NIL money because the really good collegiate players now are being supported and, and can make a nice living while staying in the college game. Sure. And now they let them, there's actually a way they can move straight from uh, college if they play well enough onto limited PGA Tour uh, membership once they leave. So they're really, the PGA Tour has made a concerted effort over the last 10 years or so to really strengthen the college game, and I think that's good for golf. Yeah, I enjoy watching the college tournaments on the Golf Channel, too. I just, mm-hmm. there's such a wide range of players, too. I mean, I, I watch the girls play, the guys play, the juniors. It's just, obviously, we love golf, but it's just fun to see how that game has expanded and into the minorities and just all the things that, you know, that Tiger has done. But um, why can't I think of the announcer that he's Indian? Um, Nota Begay, he does tons of stuff for the uh, he does the youth and, and the minorities and stuff too. And it's just crazy because you just know a lot of those kids, um, and they're not all minorities, but just so many of those kids would have never, ever thought about playing golf if it wasn't for – those kind of opportunities, so it's cool to see that. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, yeah, that's for sure. Hey, uh, we're moving into the conference championship weekend yeah. uh, for the NFL playoffs. Uh, Kansas City against Baltimore, Detroit, and San Francisco. Uh, I guess I may be of the four. Uh, three of them I expected to be there. I didn't expect Detroit to be there uh, You know, earlier in the year, not once we got to the playoffs. I thought Detroit would win this last week. Um, but as we head to the conference championships, the home team favorites are laying some points. I kind of like the dogs in those two games. What are the lines here now? Let's start with that. Baltimore by four over Kansas City and San Francisco by seven and a half over Detroit. Yeah, I... So if we want to start in the NFC, I just have this feeling about Detroit. And I think it's huge. If Debo does not play, I think that is a complete, uh, that's a huge piece of that game. Detroit, there's something to, something to be said. You know, last year was kind of, oh, they ran off those and then they didn't make the playoffs. So that was kind of warm, fuzzy. But they're a dang good team right now. And they've beaten some good teams. They've beaten some teams that were on a roll as well. Mm-hmm. So, um I just I wasn't that impressed with how San Francisco looked last week. I realized they probably had a little rust, but I would probably yes take the points. I I would love to see Detroit in. I would love to see Detroit in the Super Bowl. I think it would be a cool story. I get they're in our division and they're in our conference and all that stuff, but it's kind of hard not to root for Campbell. <laughs> um, he seems like your old high school football coach there, or at least one of the guys helping out the coaches. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but. Um, so, yeah, I would probably be with Detroit on that one. And then the other one, I'm a little more torn. I was on Buffalo last week, so that didn't work out the way it was supposed to. And I think Baltimore is dang good, though, and I think Lamar does get it. Um, 
I don't know. That's going to be a tough one. That could be a field goal either way. What's the weather supposed to be like? Uh, I haven't seen that part of it. I haven't seen that part. Yeah. Yeah. That's obviously plays a big part of that too. Not that, not that KC is some Miami Dolphins team coming. You know they they've played in cold weather too. Yeah. I just did not think Kansas City had it going on, but obviously they figured it out last week. I mean that missed field goal was huge for for Buffalo. Who knows how it would have ended up without that? But I don't know on that one, Todd. I was kind of on the Baltimore bandwagon, but it's so hard. Like, I, I felt that last week. I'm betting against Mahomes here. It's like, how do you do that? Yeah, not so, very easily, that's for sure. No. Yeah. It'd be hard to maybe not take the points there, but I could see Baltimore winning. Just their field goal kicker is, you know, elite. Like, he's best kicker of all time. So yeah. That I, could be the difference maker. I think I'd take the points in both of those games. I think I, I think, not that I expect them both to win necessarily, but I think it's enough right. points that you can, you know, thread the needle a little bit there and, and I, I think the two home teams will win, Baltimore and San Francisco, but I think they'll be, uh, that they'll be close games. So I was pulling for Detroit last week because I have family that lives in that area, and my nephew's a season mm-hmm. ticket holder. But, you know, if they make the Super Bowl, Lefty, they might win it. And then the Vikings yeah. are the only team in our division to not win a Super Bowl. And I've laughed yeah. in the faces of my Lions-loving family for years. I'll, I'll, never, I'll never recover from that. If the Lions yeah, win the Super Bowl before the Vikings, that's the reason for them not to win, not to win in your world. I that's it. right. That's right. For I'd the, have to eat for crow the, for yeah. years. Yeah. For the TV and, and the enjoyment of you know the build up to the Super Bowl, obviously, it's fun to have like the new blood in there and all it the is. new. It you is. Know, you don't listen listen to what else are you going to spin on Tom Brady? He's here again. You know. It's yeah. Like, yeah. And even the 49ers, I mean, it's a lot of you know Shanahan, Shanahan, Shanahan. So yeah, but some of that would be. Kind of yeah. I really wish Zilstra was, you know, along for the ride. I mean, they had to just pick up Zach Ertz. There's seems like there'd be no way that um, Shane wouldn't be playing right now in some capacity for Detroit, and this would would be so awesome. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, so, yeah. uh, uh, conference championship games uh, then coming up this weekend. So, I I've been watching some mock drafts, uh, and I think I sent you guys one. Mel Kuyper's first mock has the Vikings yep. taking a corner. Uh, the one I saw from. Uh, another guy, uh, oh, the 33rd team, which is a bunch of ex-general uh, managers and coaches and players and stuff who have a website, and, and they do statistical analysis. Mike Zimmer has been a, a part of that since leaving the NFL, and they have the Vikings taking uh, Kool-Aid McKinstry, a cornerback from Alabama. And then Pro Football Focus came out with a mock draft yesterday, and they have the Vikings engineering a trade to move up to number one overall with the Bears, and then selecting Drake May, the quarterback from North Carolina. Now, this is pro football focus. Again, it's a bunch of former coaches and scouts. They go through, they watch all the games, they grade players in their blocking and so forth. NBC uses all of their uh, player rankings on any NBC broadcast. It's pro football focus. So you have a very legitimate organization here saying the Vikings are going to trade to number one and then take Drake May. I don't agree really with either of those. I don't think they're trading up to number one, and I wouldn't take Drake May there either. I haven't looked at that many of them, but I, is he really predicted to be the first pick? In no, the, like, it's Caleb Williams for almost everybody else. And then May and then Jaden uh, Daniels, kind of those three, potentially the top three picks in the draft. Hmm. That would be something. That does not sound anything like what the Vikings would ever do, but just as far as that big of a move and 
that big of a splash. Um, but I would assume that you'd get people going both ways on that. Obviously, we have a need for a quarterback. I don't, I don't know if we need to trade everything for it. How many picks do we do? Have, do we still have picks involved in this draft from trades that we've made, like that we've lost or given up? Yes, uh, the third round pick for T.J. Hawkinson. So we don't have a third okay. rounder. So they only have six picks this year. Yeah, and then and I read. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I read Ben Gessling. He he's a beat writer for the Vikings. He used to work for the Star Trib. Now he's with I think ESPN, and he says if the Vikings draft a quarterback this year, uh, they will want it to be someone that they love. Uh, meaning, if they draft a quarterback in the first round, they'll try and trade up uh, to get one of the big three. That they probably okay. don't believe that Penix, McCarthy, or Bo Nix are are ranked high enough to take it the number eleven pick. So if they wind up with right. one of those guys, they probably would take somebody else at 11 or trade down, maybe try and trade back in the late first round or early second round uh, to get a McCarthy or a Bonex who might that fall that far. I don't think Penix will fall all the way to the end of the first round, but I don't really know. Uh, and uh, so that's interesting. I mean, it just adds to the, you know, the intrigue around uh, the offseason here for the Vikings, which is the biggest one they've had in a long time. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, with trying to figure out Kirk's situation and um, just everything that kind of happened towards the end, obviously we're probably not going to have Hawk now to start the year the way it sounds. So yeah. there's definitely some issues there, and I know our secondary was still an issue. Yeah. Um, I haven't heard anything about our D coordinator, though. We still have him. I'm yeah. surprised. I thought he would take a job somewhere, but. Nope, not offered I any. They're, they're, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think he even interviewed. I think he wanted to stay with the Vikings at least one more year. So, okay, yeah. isn't there only two openings left right now? There is, and Bill Belichick is not one. I, and most are saying he won't have a job this cycle. That that he won't. Nobody is going to okay. hire Bill Belichick. Can you believe that? Yeah, it seems kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah, it does. That's for sure. Hmm. Well, lefty. Yeah, it's gonna be an interesting off season for sure. That's for sure. We'll talk again next week. Yep, we got to talk some baseball pretty soon here, Todd. I'm you excited bet. about it. Brooks, Brooksy just sent me a picture of his new uniform, so that's coming up. Spring training two weeks away. Lefty, thanks so much. All right, have a good weekend, Todd. Jeff Ash joining us on the Todd and Friends podcast. It's brought to you by Heritage Bank, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Watch for future episodes of the Todd and Friends podcast at kwlm.com or on the air here at KWLM, 1340 AM and 96.3 FM.